live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am your host, Jake Warshaw, conveniently joined by co-host, Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking calls about your life, your money. We are here all afternoon. You guys can call in. The number is 888-825-5225. So if you are at home and you got the YouTube on and you're vacuuming, you can call. If you're listening first hour, you know, call us in. If you're like, man, I've always listened to that show, but I don't know if they'll take my call. Call. You never know. You might get through. Um, If you're listening on podcast, write down the number. And then, you know, next time, you know, when it's time, give us a call. We want to chat about the things that are important to you. We want to help you sort out your life and your money. And by the way, if you are a person that's listening, thank you for listening. You guys are what keep us You keep us running, as the Doobie Brothers said, and we are so grateful for you listening, whether it's on the podcast app, Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen, thank you. And do us one more. Do a favor and share the show if you can. Share it with a buddy of yours. You can text them your favorite episode. But when you do that, it's good for all of us. It makes this show become more apparent in people's feed. You know what I'm saying? It pumps it up in the algorithm so they see it and more people can get this news of of hope and freedom. And we want that. So go ahead and share it. While you're there, go ahead and like it, subscribe it. That would be very, very good because you know, John, we don't, we're not out here spending these, uh, these advertising dollars, like, like some of these folks are. And, uh, you guys, y'all did it. Y'all are the ones that shared it. So thank you for that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. I think I'm ready to do that. We've got Val from Edmonton, Canada. Oh, Lord, what's going on in Edmonton, Val? Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. I'm so glad you guys took my call. Of course. I appreciate it. Val, you are, oh, hey, Val, you are the second Canadian to call to start the show with such kindness and positivity. Thank you for in- injecting joy into this wild world we live in. <laughs> Well, I tell everybody here, too, and uh, I guess the biggest lesson I've learned is, unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, I've been listening to this Dave Ramsey show for a very long time, and at the beginning, I didn't really, you know, I listened to it because I applied that. I'm the type of person that will not sleep overnight because uh, I owe money or I'm in debt, and unfortunately, my ex-husband didn't feel that way. But the good news is when I start listening to Dave Ramsey, there were so many uh, red flags saying, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. I am, but he's not, but we's not. Then, fortunately or unfortunately, um, almost ended up on the street because of his gambling. And um, But when I tried to implement all of these things, it was very healing for me, even though very painful, um, that I realized we're not on the same page at all and nor were we going to be. And he would just, you know, keep gambling, keep, you know, almost lost my mind and almost lost my home and so on and so forth. So if nothing else, please, everybody that's listening, um, it's painful, but you have to do it because mm. at the end of the day, it's going to happen anyways. So at least you're going to be prepared. Um, the other thing I want to ask, I'm 68 years old, and um, I've taken menial jobs, which I never think they're menial jobs, but m- not what I usually do in my life. I've always worked with nonprofit uh, for low-income seniors or, you know, kids or whatever. And I'm just wondering at this stage of the game that I have a very hard time 
finding a job. I have to take cleaning jobs or retail jobs, things that are a little bit harder for me. Uh-huh. But just the question I guess I really want to know, how do I get to live comfortably? I know I've downsized everything, apartment. Uh, I can't find apartments too expensive and, uh, you know, uh, jobs are very, you know, they don't want to hire you because you're too old. So I guess... There are times where I think, well, how do I go about that? Like, how so do I right now you're feeling. So the word I heard was, how do I live comfortably? So right now it yeah. feels like you're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, feels like you don't have money to do the things that you want to do, and maybe even some of the things that you need to do. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, and I think the biggest thing that I'm questioning is how did I get here so quickly when I've worked hard all my life, two jobs, I worked. 80 hours a week to pay off Revenue Canada because I got done with that. Well, uh, my guess is, my guess is, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in situations and it's like, man, how did I get here? It may have been some choices that were made that got you there, whether by you directly or for the, by the people that, you know, affect your life. It sounds like your husband has played a major part in the state of your finances at this point. So right now, can I get just a quick picture of what, things look like tell me what you're um what you're bringing home every month after taxes and then i kind of want to get a picture of what if there's debt if there's savings i kind of want to get a quick picture of your financial snapshot so what do you take home every month after taxes about three thousand a month okay and, and then i have my my pensions in addition to <clears throat> Uh, that's yeah, that's about a thousand a month. So okay, I think it is. So now we're to about forty two hundred a month. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you want to add to that monthly income? No, that's it. Okay, and, great. And the problem I'm struggling with is I'm doing clean cleaning of condos, and it's it's taking a toll on me. Right? I don't know how much longer I can do this, and I'm getting stressed out about it because if I uh, don't do this job and been trying to find other jobs, uh, then I'm down to a thousand a month and that's just not enough to live on, right? That's right. Um, what's your debt situation? None. Zero. No debt. I just paid off my Revenue Canada. Great. Uh, what's your living situation? Are you homeowner or are you renter? No, um, renting. I actually moved in with my son because uh, the rents were getting too high and the power, I just couldn't manage it. Because uh, at the time I couldn't find a job, and now I've actually found a job. But mm-hmm. still, I can, if I'm following Dave Ramsey's uh, areas, that's why I downsized a year ago. I was renting from a friend, and that become a little, a uh, little dicey there, and uh-huh. um, too much money. And um, my son split up with his wife, so um, I decided to move in with him and help him. It's not the Is there a timeline on that? Is there a timeline with your uh, son? No, there isn't. And that was the other question. I've been there a year now. <coughs> okay. Are you still there, by the way? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you've been with your son for a year. Um, I, my guess is there is going to be an end date at some point to this, and you guys might want to start talking about this. But the key is, uh, you know, you've got to start getting your savings do you have three to six months of savings and then if so are you investing any money because i where i'm hung up here val is you don't have any debt you have an income but yet and still you're still living paycheck to paycheck so part of my question is where is all of this money going towards every single month at this point in the game if you have no debt the next step would be to save three to six months of expenses and after that 
you got to start investing some money. You got to start getting some money set aside for the future because you're right. A thousand dollars is not going to cut it. And I can't help you with work, the work in Edmonton. Hang on the line. We're going to send you um, Ken Coleman's book, Proximity Principle. It will help you get some ideas on how you can find some work there. It is there, but it can be tough to find. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are listening to The Ramsey Show, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by John Deloney. Give us a call, and you can be live on air, airing all of your grievances and money dirty laundry. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but do give us a call. We'd be happy to talk through anything with you. The number is 888-825-5225 if you want to call in. Uh, John... You know, this is one of my favorite parts sometimes about this show is these articles that come through. Sometimes it's articles that we ourselves found and thought were kind of interesting, or sometimes it's just something that's on the desk. They're like, guys, you need to look at this. Uh, This one came through. It says, why a spending plan is better than a budget. (laughs) Can you give us some some light on this? What are we talking about here? Yes. Golly, dude. All right. Here's my thoughts on this. (laughs) listen here's it why a spending plan is better than a budget says a financial psychologist (laughs) here's what the financial psychologist says which by the way not a thing but we'll go from there financial psychology is about the humanness of money how people think feel behave about their money and their relationships with money in the past present and future wait are you saying this is not a real field I can tell you I've been in and around the field of mental health my entire life and I've never heard the phrase financial psychology or a financial psychologist. Okay, okay. Um, But I do, like Dave has said for years that money is 80% psychology and 20% knowledge, right? It's 80% behavior. You got to know what what you're thinking and doing. So who you are contributes to what your money is doing and where your money's going, certain forms of social conditioning... (laughs) It's so stupid. Certain forms of social conditioning, such as budgeting, also come into play. Let me make a very clear statement. Budgeting is not social conditioning. (laughs) Go off, John. It's not. Psychologically, budgets sound restrictive. Here's what's happened. Over the last 40 or 50 years, there's been a clever contest in my field, my mental health field, of people... You don't just have anxiety, you have high-functioning anxiety. 
That's not a thing. Not a thing. It's not any DSM. It's not. It doesn't exist. Oh, so you're saying folks are making up things? They are making. Th- Here's why. Here's why. To give somebody a label for why they feel the way they do. Mm-hmm. To oh, like diagnostic. I've got to. I've got to provide a label for every feeling that exists in the world. Ah. I got to label you, and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And so psychologically, budget sounds restrictive is what the article says. A spending plan sounds a lot better and they give more freedom and flexibility. They actually don't. So here's the here's the catch here. Math still applies whether you have a spending plan or a budget. (laughs) How much money do you make? How much money do you have versus how much do you spend? And you can get all play all kinds of semantic gymnastics. A budget is about what you've spent. A spending a plan is about what you're about to spend. What are you doing to the hurting person sitting in front of you as you're playing these Dungeons and Dragons games with them with your vocabulary and they're hurting? What they need to be told is this. You can take control of your money and here's how much you make and here's how much you spend. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? What's the life you want to lead? And how can we get there? I will promise you the, the the most shameful thing I've experienced since leaving higher ed and coming to work here is how my lofty language and my theoretical propositions and the way I communicated was wholly unhelpful to a single mom with three kids just trying to figure out what can I do next. Mm-hmm. To a truck driver who's got two boys and he just wants to be a little bit better dad and his dad left him and he doesn't know what to do. And I'm here thinking, saying, well, you know, have you thought about the correct attachment disorder? Bro, how can I help my kid, right? And so the reason this gets it sets me off is a budget should be restrictive and... A budget frees up everything. And when you part, the way Dave uses budgets, the way Ramsey Solutions uses budgets is we are always talking about a plan into the future. Yeah. And so saying that's not that, you can't just play. Well, I guess our whole culture does that now. You can't just say, (laughs) well, that doesn't mean that anymore. It means this now. And I'm going to co-opt this word and I'm going to create a new, a whole new branch of uh, psychology called financial psychology. That, Here's what I want everybody to do. I want everybody to stop with the gymnastics and help hurting people. Yeah. And if you're sitting down and someone says, hey, I've tried to be on a budget. My dad beat me up with a budget. You say, okay, cool. We're not going to call it a budget. We'll call it a spending plan. I'm actually okay with that. That's, That's fine. fine. That's fine. It's semantics. But to say they're two different things and this doesn't work and this is social conditioning, it's not. It's math. It's yeah. math. It's math. I, I agree, John. I, I'm here for the pop I'm, off. I'm heartbroken, man, because these are <laughs> there's hurting people and people who have gone to college for a long, long time in order to help other people have gotten so sophisticated and so excited about their new words and the way they explain things yeah. and so reluctant to have people feel uncomfortable in front of them that we're not helping anybody anymore. That's so good. We're not helping anybody. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. And I'm ex- I'm backing out of this financial psychology whatever (sighs) more people right now than ever before in human history are under the care of a mental health professional more people a licensed mental health professional more people than ever before are under are taking medication for psychological issues right now yep and the trend line is a rocket ship directly up Mm -hmm. to the moon and beyond Mm mm-hmm 
And so as a mental health guy, this is my world. These are my friends. These are my community. These are who I talk to on a regular basis. This is my academic training. I have to be willing to step back and say, what we're doing is not working. Throwing this at these problems, coming up with new things that make people feel, ah, I didn't want to feel restrictive or telling somebody, you've been socially conditioned to budget. You need to have a spending plan. We are teaching people to avoid reality. And an avoidance of reality at mm. its core makes people insane. Wow. That's the definition. It's a lack yeah. of connectivity to reality. So I'm done talking about it. If it makes you feel better to say spending plan, knock your lights out. If it makes you feel better to say budget, at this company at Ramsey Solutions, it means it's we use these interchangeably. This is a budget is how much money do you make? How much money have you spent? And who do you want to become in the future? What's the world you want to build? That's how we've used budget for 30 years and beyond. That's right. And to my friends who are in the mental health profession, stop. Stop. All of our sophisticated mumbo jumbo, all of our creating diagnostics just so we can get an article on some blog somewhere we're taking people further and further and further away from reality. And sometimes reality is uncomfortable. Sometimes reality hurts. Sometimes reality is a, you got to see that you're not safe and coming up with these nonsensical, well, you know, it's not helping. Look around everybody. It's not working. It's not working. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Sorry. I I would... If it was socially acceptable, John, in this moment, I would stand up and give you a, a standing ovation. But <laughs> I, I'm just tired of hurting people, man. It, it's so true. And yeah, I think it's just creating more and more confusion around a topic where there's already confusion. You know, our, I can't tell you how many calls and DMs and emails that come through with like, I'm just struggling to, but I just want to make a plan for my money, any plan for my money. And this just clouds all of it and makes it even more complicated so guys it's simple get on a plan for your money that's all a budget is i don't care what you call it it's deciding ahead of the month before the month begins how you're going to spend the money it's your hard income you're deciding how you're going to spend it and some of that decision is going to go to needs and things that must get done and responsible tasks and some of that money is going to go to fun stuff and the things that you want to do that's all it is and we've got a great budget here. It's called Every Dollar. If you're interested in that, uh, it's the best budgeting tool out there. Um, it's helped so many people. It's the tool that Sam and I use to help pay off our debt, and it can help you too. So if you're interested in that, you can go to their site and actually use promo code Jade, and you'll get uh, some money off there, $15 off. So that's the solution. Budget is the word. That's the buzzword. And that's what we're going to call it here on The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. What's going on? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Give us a call. We'll talk about your life, your money. The number is 888-825-5225. And without further ado, we've got Jonathan in Charleston, South Carolina. Come on and raise up. What's up? 
Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I got a quick question for you. So I'm a musician. My only debt is my house and my truck. Uh huh. I got some money saved up, and I would I love my job. I'm rich in spirit, but it doesn't really pay like I would like it to. <laughs> so I'm I'm starting to think if I could get some sort of passive income. I have friends that do the Airbnb thing. I know y'all are all about that all the time. And uh, they're suggesting I do that. They're fellow musicians. Uh-huh. And I just, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a way to make my money grow. I have a good chunk saved up for me, what I think is a good chunk. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make it so I can make a little bit more and maybe not have to play 30 gigs a week. Mm. Well, <laughs> You're a musician. Don't you want to play the gigs? I mean, the whole, you want to do the work, right? On the musician side, it'd be one thing if you're like, hey, I don't want to wait tables as much. I want to do more music. But if you've got 30 gigs a week, that's excellent. Well, it's it's more, I I say 30. I teach drum lessons and I also, I probably play like five, six gigs a week, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to play much more than that just because it is a lot of work. You got to think of time going into preparation. Well, I know I, I used, in, I, I got out. you. I used to be a musician myself. Um, so I, I understand you on that tip. Um, what I'm curious about is you said you've got a good amount of money saved and you said you've got your house and your truck. Um, can we talk about that for a moment? Of course. Okay. So I like the idea that you're wanting to get more money coming in. Um, passive, I will say is kind of a buzzword right now and it's not real. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. Airbnb. I like the idea of you getting more income in because I just love when people make good money, but I don't think that Airbnb is your route. So let's talk about what you've got going on. So you've got the truck. How much do you owe on that truck? Uh, About nine grand. Okay. Uh, and And the buyout is nine grand. I have it for zero interest. And you got, a, oh, so it's a lease. No, I bought it. And basically, the it's a long story. I don't know if you want to get into it, but the dealership messed up and they had to, they decided to make it right. Uh-huh. So they sold me a new version of the truck I wanted with zero interest. Okay. And so it takes you 9K and you, you owe it, you own it free and clear. Yes. Okay, cool. And then you said you had some money saved up somewhere. How much do you have saved? I got about 80 grand saved up. Whoa, mama. That's great. Um, So this 80 grand, that's cash, cash money, right? Cash money. Okay. So what's keeping us from paying off this truck today? And please don't tell me because it's zero interest. Yeah, because zero interest. Why would I pay it? I know that. I know. I know. I know you could say kind of. Because you're a musician and at any moment COVID <laughs> comes back and you, don't, you have no gigs and you can't play. And all my buddies who are touring musicians, they couldn't breathe. And you have $80,000 just sitting there and you're not paying this thing off. Were you not a musician during COVID, Jonathan? Because I don't know about you, but I was crying my eyes out every night. And and I was in good financial position. All right, bring it. He's he's going to convince us. Okay, now I'm not going to commit. <laughs> Don't try it. Don't try it. Don't hey, try it, before John. the day is over, this truck is paid off. 
Go you, ahead. You're gonna you have didn't win anything, and the car dealership is not your friend. They didn't hook you up. They screwed up, and they made it right. Good on them. But they're not your friend. This isn't like a great situation for you. <laughs> it's better than a than just well, going to take a fifteen percent loan. If I pay it off monthly or pay it off now, either way, it's nine grand. Because tomorrow because you sleep, and and, and and tomorrow when you're going to Costco and you're lifting your your forty pound jar of peanut butter in the back of your truck, you accidentally slam your finger, and all of a sudden you can't play it play guitar or play piano or whatever it is that you play and you're like crap i can't do my gigs anymore that's why or you just say hey i'm not i'm only gonna go down to four gigs a week because i'm tired and that 500 bucks i was gonna make on that one that's my truck payment i'm not paying it no more or you're a singer and for some unknown reason you lose your voice and you got to cancel your gig like as a musician, bud, I'm telling you, man, this thing is precarious. Anything can happen at any moment. And now more than ever is when you need that security. No payments. All right. That's what you need. No. I mean, it's not like you have a lot of debt sitting here, Jonathan. I mean, it's nine thousand dollars that we're talking about. We can clear it. You got clear eight thousand in the bank, man. But I yeah, do but want. I'm, I'm just thinking, OK, it's sitting in high yielding savings. John, Jonathan, Jonathan, that, Jonathan. So Look, look, (laughs) look, look, you can do what you want to do. You can do what you want to do. If you're asking me, which I think that you did call into the show, I think, bud, that you really need to just go on ahead. Look, you're still going to have $71,000 left. Let me do it this way. If you and three buddies go in and all get a uh, Airbnb. Right, you all pitch in. You all mm-hmm. take a huge loan out, and y'all all pitch in. And this thing makes a couple of thousand bucks a week. And you put a thousand bucks to to into it, and you all take some ca- a cash draw out. How much is your truck payment a month? It's about three hundred dollars. There's your draw. So you're looking for passive income, a way to make three or four hundred more dollars, and then over time they're going to pay for our equity. Never works out that way. Uh, that's not true. It does occasionally, but on the on the average, it is not. You'd be doing better to take that truck payment. You, you take and a truck payment, it. man. <laughs> put it, put that truck payment in a high yield savings account. That's your passive income right there, brother. With no risk, with okay. no risk. Not one of your buddies going off and being like, "Hey, I quit." By the way, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Or another buddy being like, "Hey, my mom <laughs> wants to move into the house." He is doesn't even cool? have to put it in a high yield savings. He can invest it. He's got. He'll have three. Like after he pays off this debt, he'll have his three to six months. He can start investing into a Roth IRA. You can start investing that money and actually making some bank on that over time. Your friends look at you like a savings account because you have $80,000 in cash. No, no, none of my... Hey, I'm a musician, but I'm not dumb. I'm not telling other musicians about 80 grand sitting around. There you go. Hey, so um, how much do you have left on your house? 150. Oh my gosh. Dude, let's go. Listen, bro. Let's go. You are 24 months to, uh, to owing nobody anything. If you took, I don't make, I mean, I make 35 to 40 a year and this is my first year making that much since, since COVID. Look, what John, what John is pointing to is the idea that if you walk down these steps, you're paying off this truck today, that leaves you with $71,000, which is more than what we would say to have saved up in cash, right? We say three to six months Mm -hmm. of expenses. So technically you could at whatever the cutoff point, maybe it's twenty five thousand, maybe it's thirty thousand that you cut this off and you take the other thirty five that's left 
you could technically put it towards your house if you're not on baby step you know you don't have any kids you don't have to save for college you do you see what he's saying we want you to invest 15 percent of your income and once you pay off the car, you're going to have plenty left. You're getting $300 back every month. And then from there, you can start paying off your house is what he's saying. And then in 24 and, months, if you if you work bananas and you, you run the gigs and you drive in the morning and you deliver lunch, and is it going to suck? Yes, it is. In 24 months, bro, you have no house payment. Then you can do what you want to do. Okay. You know like, and here's the thing. What every one of the internet internet bros, the Instagram bros are trying to do is trying to get you to focus on, bro, if you get no percent down, then you get 6% over here. You're making the 6% and you can put that and don't have avocado toast and you'll be a billionaire. Here's what we're trying to do is give you your life back. Yeah. Have peace, man, where you can sleep at night and you can don't have to take gigs with crappy bands because you have to have that money. Mm-hmm. Make me a prom. Mm, make that, me a- no, that hit me. <laughs> you don't again. have to play the mm-hmm. wedding. You can you don't you can play the cool punk band gigs like you should be doing because they're great music, man. You don't have to play the because I don't I don't owe anybody anything. And then here's the crazy yeah. part about not owing anybody anything. You start playing music that you really want to play and that you're really good at, and then all of a sudden something hits because your whole heart is in it. You're not just doing it to get to the next thing and get to the next thing and get to the next thing. That's right. That's just what happens with art, man. I don't know how or why. It's just how it works, man. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show, a show about life and money and mental health and financing, not financing, but getting your finances in order and getting the right career and getting on budget and getting on track. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Scripture and quote of the day. Man, I love this one. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's what I'm talking about. Philippians 413 can never go wrong with that one. Or (laughs) y'all... Y'all are getting me with these quotes. Why do I have to get the Harriet Tubman one? It says, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. Love it. So, 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 so good. (laughs) What's the matter with you guys? I don't know uh, what's wrong with such just an inspirational quote. It has nothing to do with the person. Right. I just found something that go. sounded what, great. Whatever. I hope you sleep tonight, Allison. <laughs> Y'all give me a good laugh with that one. I got to go to the phone lines after that. I got John, help me out. Hey, we're going to go to David in Washington. What's up, what's up David? Hi, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? We're doing Thanks good. We're getting there. The show producer is struggling, but we're doing all right. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I hear that. Uh, good. I appreciate you guys taking my call today. So You're what's welcome. Up? How can we help? Is, uh, my fiance, yeah, um, my fiance and I are going to be getting married um, in early October of this year. Cool. Um, and basically, my question is: uh, I, I bought a house in um, right before COVID. I actually got lucky. It was February twentieth, twenty, 20 uh, February twentieth, twenty twenty. Ooh, <laughs> so, well done, oh, wow. man. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, right before kind of the uh, the world turns upside down. Um, but luckily, um, uh, the, the markets were kind of getting spooked in China. And uh, so I was able to lock in on kind of a low interest rate. Um, uh, it's an end unit uh, townhouse, my first house. Um, and I guess my, my question is, um, uh, should, you know, I'm thinking about potentially selling. Um, 
but obviously if I sell, uh, so I can pay off my other debt, I have a, a car loan, um, of about 14,500 and, um, a small personal loan, um, just that we took out to kind of cover some expenses for the wedding. I do How have a little bit that? of savings, but not the personal loan. It's a uh, 6,000, $6,000. Okay. Um, my parents, our parents luckily are helping out with, with a good deal of it, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is nice. Um, but you know, I would say all in all total debt, um, other than the mortgage, of course, would be uh, right around $25,000, um, okay. for everything. Um, but we, you know, how I much are you paying? Savings I can, I can knock out. What's your portion of the wedding that you're paying for? Uh, we're, we're covering about, about, uh, 5,500, uh, 5,500. And you feel like you've got that covered or are you still needing a plan for that as well? Yeah, no, it's already paid for. Yeah. That's all paid for. Oh, um, okay. Uh, everything's already arranged. Um, you know, we, we talked about, uh, delaying our honeymoon until later, uh, when I get my bonus in March. Uh, so that's no, no big deal there. Um, this, something I brought, something brought this up, be, David, something brought this up. Did she, did she tell you she didn't want to live here? Or are you starting to feel nervous about owing 25 grand and getting married? I'm sorry. Something brought this up. Did she tell you she doesn't really want to live in this house? Um, no, 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 no. She definitely, we're going to live here. Uh, she has combined income here. All right. Yeah, you're good. I'll get to it here. So the deal is her mother, um, you know, a first generation immigrant, um, uh, migrated here from El Salvador and, uh, her, and her, her mom and her sister are, um, are, uh, uh, currently renting an apartment, but they're having a hard time. So if I, if I were to potentially sell, um, the idea would be to pay off any debt I have and then potentially, um, you know, I'm looking in, in the area I'm in, the market's pretty, it's kind of expensive, but if I were to upgrade a little bit, um, we would have basically three incomes, um, you know, to contribute to the, to the mortgage. Um, which I think. So you're saying I, to get a, I, a home to house you, mom and sister. Am I understanding that right? Correct. Correct. Just temporarily until her, her sister, uh, is getting situated right now. So she's, um, she might, you know, move out, but just for temporarily to help her save as well. Correct. I would strongly recommend, I, I'm all about helping out family. If you got to help out family, you got to help out family. I would not buy a house based on three incomes. The most I would go is say, okay, what's our combined take home income between me and my about to be wife. And that's got to be the okay. basis because Mom might get sick. Mom might get hurt. You're starting to add so many variables, and in that market, DC is expensive, man. Correct. Um, Correct. I do love your heart that you want to help out your your wife's family. Totally get that. Um, so, sounds like you have a gold mine there with that with that with the place you live in right now. Is that fair? And I say gold mine. It sounds it, like you bought good. the house yeah, for good. probably half of what it would sell for right now, mm-hmm. and probably locked in a decent. Interest rate. Yeah, it's. Uh, I bought it for two uh, two twenty, uh, including all the closing costs in, back in twenty twenty, and now it's it's going for you know. I just got it appraised just for the heck of it uh, for three twenty five. What's the interest so, rate? Uh, three three and a half. Dude, on a thirty year fix. It'd be I, tough for me to walk away can, on that. Can, and can I can I be the bad guy in, in, in for just a moment too? You, yeah. I it, man, it gave me a pit in my stomach a little bit when I thought about you starting off your brand new brand spanking new marriage in a house that you bought for your mother-in-law and sister-in-law with you all in the same house that just feels like a recipe for man it's just heavy to me i'm like that's a lot of yeah 
influence. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it. I mean, the, it's the, just hard to establish whose who home who this is. Yeah, and who you're going to be in your marriage. Your values. Even. That's right. Yeah. Um, marriage. The first year of marriage is so different. I mean, it's different for everybody, but there's it's full of challenges, good and bad, and. The, you're just trying to figure out who you're going to be and to have that many voices under one roof, not to say that they're just going to be speaking into your marriage all the time, but it's just they're you're in the same household. So I, yeah. I don't, I gotta be honest. I don't like that idea. I think that there might be a better way that you could help them out. But I also want to say your first uh, responsibilities to your wife and to setting up that situation and that foundation correctly and then you can start looking outward. And I feel like you've got a great heart and you're trying to look outward right now, but it's like, wait, first first, first things first. And so that would right. be my take on it. Um, I, you know, all like, I'm thinking about my own situation. I'm like, if Sam, if Sam Warshaw came and was like, hey, we're getting married. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to sell my house so that your sister and your mom can move. I would be like, oh, I don't, wait, is there something else that we can right. do? Yeah, is there is, a better is your, way? Is your wife interested in helping them out or are you just trying to be super husband um she's actually well that's the thing so she's helping her now so she's help she's paying she's helping her pay her rent now okay so so we're income paying her now you know it's a thing like when you marry latina you're basically marrying her mother too it's that, just it's yeah, just kind of how that. it is there's, there's some definite, so, definite cultural things absolutely uh, hey you're cutting you're yeah, cutting out real bad on us brother what I think, let me, while oh. you're cutting out and while you're finding service, here's, here's the plan I want to give you. I want you to um, not sell the house. I think that the debt that you have, I think that you can sweep that up with the income that you have coming in. I don't want your, your fiance contributing to that at all right now. Right now it's your debt. You're not married yet. So start contributing to that. Start knocking that out as quickly as possible. Then when you guys get married, you can come in together and start knocking this out. It's $25,000. It's going to be gone lickety split. I didn't ask you your income yet, um, but it doesn't matter. $25,000, you guys are going to clean that up in two seconds, yeah. right? So that's thing one. Of course, I want you to have $1,000 set aside before you start tackling that debt. But then once that debt is dead and gone, you're going to have income freed up. And from there, you guys can decide, okay, obviously we've got to get, you know, some savings put aside, but you're probably going to have some other discretionary money there that it's like, if, if they need help, I'm not really sure when you said first, first generation, does that mean they just got here? Does that mean they've been here for several years? Like only, you know, that situation, um, and you guys are going to have to decide, okay, what makes sense in our budget? What's a way that we can help them? By not also being a detriment to ourselves. Does that I, make I sense? I like the idea of, of staying in that house at least six months and let's get our feet underneath this. And then we can start saying, okay, what do we want this thing to look like? What kind of help do we need? Yeah, yeah I'm with you, man. I, there's something about that that separation. You got to have some space. To yeah, figure at, out at who's, least the first six months. Who's at least preferably a year. But man. Uh, man. All right, guys, that does it for this show. Thanks for listening. And remember, when it comes to your life and money, y'all can tell me that, that that you won't do it, but never tell me that you can't do it. We learned before, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.